episode 118 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about the Biden crime family. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as the Biden crime family, Breonna Taylor, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, political sloganeering, or Kamala Harris comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean.com, BitChute.com, Brighteon.com, and ThinkSpot. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please take a moment and scroll down on the podcast page and give it a five-star rating. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through Facebook advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for more details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. This episode is dedicated to those of you who get your news from the Alphabet Soup news outlets, BuzzFeed, and any other number of mainstream pro-Democrat party sites and outlets, including Twitter and Facebook. Because you are likely unaware of the recent bombshell stories that have come to light that present evidence of Joe Biden as a corrupt, influence peddler for hire, mob boss, with his entire family playing a part. How this works is, the various Alphabet Soup news sources do not report the news. They report news slanted to their political views, which does not include telling the truth about the corruption of prominent Democrats. They either ignore any story that is detrimental to their guy, or they use terms like dubious and unverified to describe the story's sources, or they focus on Trump's response to a story. They say things like, Republicans pounce, or Trump pounces. None of that would be a problem if they employed similar levels of skepticism to, eh, say, the impeachment of Trump, or the Mueller investigation based on a discredited Steele dossier, or any of the hundreds of anti-Trump stories that they have presented to us over the last four years and beyond. I mean, honestly, they've been doing this for decades. I guess it's just wishful thinking to assume that they will change now. Many of you don't care about the media's double standard because it's your team that was behind it. And plus, Trump is a terrible, terrible person, as are the millions of people who support him. But what is most unfortunate is the fact that the country, which was founded as a nation of laws rather than a nation of men, is no longer that. We have a dual justice system whereby the Republicans get canceled, investigated, indicted, arrested, and impeached for shit that they did not do based on fabricated evidence, and Democrats who actually break the law walk away scot-free. If you represent the D party, you can do whatever you want, including peddling influence for cash like Hillary and Bill did with the Clinton Foundation, like the Biden crime family has done for over 40 years. You can work at the Justice Department and the FBI and lie to FISA court judges to obtain warrants, You can be high-level CIA and FBI officials, lie to Congress, commit perjury, and go on CNN and MSNBC for two years and tell lies to their viewers. And guess what? Not a damn thing will happen to you. I blame the National Republicans for this because they are infused with a bunch of apathetic, fat and happy establishment types who see no reason to upset the apple cart and make waves. The takeaway from episode number 91, The Truth About Joe Biden, was when you really think about it, Joe Biden really has nothing to offer the world. He's an influence peddler who took advantage of his position of power for financial benefit of himself and his family. Think about it. He has no private sector experience other than a couple years in private legal practice. So he hasn't created any jobs, employed anyone, built, produced, manufactured anything, or provided a valuable service to someone in return for a paycheck. 
He clearly has no real religious convictions as evidenced by his pro-abortion stance while claiming to be a Catholic. The fact of the matter is, doddering old Joe is a shallow and unimpressive man. He is corrupt to the bone, which if you consider the fact that he spent the last 47 years in the belly of the beast in DC, really isn't all that surprising. I would almost feel sorry for him if his existence as the potential president, and more specifically, serving as a mechanism to elevate Kamala Harris to the highest office in the land, wasn't such a danger to the continuation of the republic. So let's dive into the heart of the issue of the Biden crime family by starting with Joe's wingman, his son Hunter. Actually, it'd be more accurate to describe Hunter as Joe's bagman, as he followed Daddy around the globe for decades picking up paydays, some of which got kicked back to Daddy, just like your average mob boss. For all of you alphabet soup consumers of news, you are probably unaware of Hunter's background, including a dishonorable discharge from the Navy after testing positive for cocaine. His personal life is equally as messy as his naval career. He had three children with his first wife, then he started dating his brother's widow, then he got divorced, then the widow relationship ended. Then he married another woman in 2019, while sometime in there he got a stripper pregnant. And he's been in and out of rehab over the years. Clearly a disturbed human being. And for all his misgivings, Hunter was a rewarded with an appointment to the board of Burisma Holdings, a Ukrainian energy company, where he earned between fifty dollars and $83,000 a month with no experience in the energy industry or any significant business experience that would warrant a board position at your local VFW. Can you say thanks, Dad? Now remember, this entire episode in Ukraine is what led to President Trump's impeachment, and while the mainstream media and the Democrats in Congress twisted themselves in knots trying to prove Trump withheld funds to the Ukrainian government in a quid pro quo deal to investigate Biden's obvious corruption in that country, Joe Biden proudly admitted to doing that very same thing. In 2018, he boasted to the Council on Foreign Relations that he withheld a billion-dollar loan guarantee from the Ukrainians if a state prosecutor was not fired. You can find the video on the internet. He said, quote, I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. End quote. What was that state prosecutor doing that had Biden so interested? It just so happened that he was investigating corruption at Barissima Holdings. Thus his nickname given by President Trump, quid pro quo Joe. Talk about lack of judgment. Besides the obvious corruption and problems with a maneuver like this involving a company for which his son is getting an assload of money from, and the same type of political maneuvering that Democrats impeach President Trump over, the biggest question is, what kind of person talks arrogantly and with no second thought about the implications over the nepotistic relationship he had forged with Burisma? Unless, of course, he knows he is safe because the media isn't going to say shit. The Department of Justice won't bat an eye. And Democrat constituents don't care about corruption on the part of other Democrats. Hell, the FBI has been in possession of evidence of his corruption for over a year, and nothing has come of it. See, he's a made man. Let's go a bit deeper into the Biden crime family. Nepotism and corruption are cottage industries in Washington, D.C., as the ruling class cash in on their power. The consequences for national Democrats is minimal, if anything, given the media's lack of interest in pursuing stories that make them look bad. That is certainly the case for high-ranking Democrats with last names like Clinton or Biden. While the former perfected the practice, Biden had a slightly different approach given the size of his clan. 
so much power and influence to wield and spread around and so much time to do it, almost half a century. In addition to his troubled son Hunter, good old Joe also had a couple of siblings that have, shall we say, cashed in on their brother's position. Biden's sister, Valerie, apparently the least dirty of the Biden clan, she served as the campaign manager for his past presidential campaigns and directed $2.5 million from Citizens for Biden and Biden for President, Inc. to her own consulting firm during her brother's 2008 presidential bid. Biden's brother, James. He recently faced a wide array of litigation over allegedly fraudulent activities. Years ago, his firm received a $1.5 billion government contract to build houses in Iraq, despite a lack of experience in the international development industry. Going back to the early 1970s, there's James again, securing generous loans to launch an unsuccessful nightclub. At the time, James had a net worth of about $10,000 and no business experience, but his brother was a newly elected United States Senator, by golly. Fast forward to a couple weeks ago, and we have been treated to many more facts about the crime boss and the family. Let's examine recent headlines and demonstrate how the puzzle pieces fall into place. Let's start with the report issued in September by two Republican-led Senate committees titled Hunter, Biden, Burisma, and Corruption the impact on U.S. government policy and related concerns. The report discussed Hunter Biden's activities and financial dealings with Ukrainian, Chinese, and Russian businesses. According to the report, these dealings created potential, quote, criminal, financial, counterintelligence, and extortion concerns, end quote, and alarmed U.S. officials who perceived an ethical conflict of interest and flagged potential crimes ranging from sex trafficking to bribery. No wonder Biden evaded questions about Hunter during the debate with Trump a couple weeks ago. Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee Chair Ron Johnson said the sheer volume of potentially illegal activity in Hunter Biden's foreign dealings left Joe Biden vulnerable to illicit influence or extortion. Don't worry, folks. There's nothing to see here. Let's talk about Trump's tax returns and his latest tweet. Look over there, squirrel. The Senate report indicates Joe enabled his family to enrich themselves abroad while he was vice president. In fact, Hunter received $3.5 million from one of Russia's most powerful oligarchs in 2014. The money wired to Rosemont Seneca Thornton LLC, a firm that Biden incorporated with his longtime corrupt business associate Devon Archer in May 2013. The report continues. Hunter Biden made payments to a woman linked to, quote, Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring, end quote. And he's got links to Chinese corporations. More on that in a minute. But don't worry. Joe is Joe. He's harmless. And Trump is a very, very mean man. He's a danger to our democracy. He must be removed from office. The Senate report alleged that the work Joe Biden's son did in Ukraine constituted a conflict of interest for the Obama administration at a time when Biden was engaged in Ukrainian policy as vice president. Then comes the most recent revelations as reported by the New York Post. This is the reporting that you may have heard about that Facebook and Twitter blocked from being shared on their platforms. Imagine that. The two biggest social media platforms are censoring anti-Biden news, something that they have never done for any anti-Trump news. The post-exposé shows emails to and from Hunter Biden focused on and directly contradicted yet another lie uttered by doddering old Joe. That being, when asked in September 2019 if he had any knowledge of his son's unscrupulous international business activities, he said, quote, 
I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings, end quote. Joe went on, quote, here's what I know. Trump should be investigated. You should be looking at Trump. He's doing this, referring to calling for an investigation into Hunter and Joe. He's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using an abuse of power and every element of the presidency to try to smear me. Ask the right questions, end quote. And the mainstream media dutifully ignored Joe and turned their attention to the latest faux outrage over Trump. Can you think of a less nuanced, look over there, squirrel, comment than that made by Biden? Turns out the New York Post had been given emails showing Hunter had introduced his father to a top executive at the energy firm less than a year before the prosecutor was forced out. But don't worry, the mainstream media would never throw his own words in his face and ask him to explain this new evidence. And as I have often said, when a National Democrat accuses someone of something, you can bet your ass that they are doing that exact thing. In this case, quid pro quo arrangements and collusion. Oh, and Joe also told Axios he didn't know Hunter was on the Burisma board until Hunter quit. That's weird. These emails have him meeting with the number three at Burisma while Hunter was on the board about Joe using his quote-unquote leverage on Burisma's behalf. Joe would later use this leverage, the withholding of foreign aid to Ukraine, to get the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma and Hunter fired. Keep in mind, all the while this shit is going down in Ukraine, Biden led Obama administration Ukraine policy. Nothing to see here, folks. So we have an Iraqi connection with Brother James. We have Ukraine with Hunter. And now, now let's look at China. The Senate report had this to say, quote, The records acquired by the committee show consistent, significant, and extensive financial connections among and between Hunter Biden, James Biden, Sarah Biden, Devin Archer, and Chinese nationals connected to the communist regime and the People's Liberation Army, as well as other foreign nationals with questionable backgrounds. See, here's an example of how this works. The Senate report focused on millions of dollars in wired transactions that Hunter Biden's firms received from the founder of CEFC China Energy Company, who has extensive connections to the Chinese government. The Senate report says that on August 4th, 2017, a subsidiary of this guy's company called CEFC Infrastructure Investments LLC wired $100,000 to the Biden law firm. A month later, on September 8, 2017, Hunter applied for a $100,000 line of credit under a shell company they formed called Hudson West 3 LLC. Man, how many companies does this guy have? Biden, his uncle James, and James' wife Sarah Biden accessed the accounts through credit cards and spent $101,000 on what Republicans called extravagant items, including plane tickets, hotels, restaurants, and items at Apple stores. Another example is a Hunter Biden email explaining a consulting contract with a Chinese company that was to pay him $10 million annually, quote, for introductions alone, end quote. He explained in another email, quote, consulting fees is one piece of our income stream, but the reason this proposal by the chairman was so much more interesting to me and my family is that we would also be partners in the equity and profits of the joint venture investments, end quote. Look at you go, Hunter. You're such a smart businessman. And finally, as reported by Breitbart, quote, newly obtained emails from Hunter Biden's business partner lay out in detail how the vice president's son and his colleagues used their access to the Obama-Biden administration to arrange private meetings for potential foreign clients and investors at the highest levels in the White House. 
These emails outline how a delegation of Chinese investors and Communist Party officials managed to secure a private, off-the-books meeting with then-Vice President Joe Biden. How cute is that? The reason I called this episode the truth about the Biden crime family is because of what I'm about to discuss with you. A lot of the revelations in the New York Post article, or expose, came from a laptop dropped off at a Delaware repair shop last year. Apparently, the laptop's owner was Hunter Biden. Well, he never retrieved it. The owner took a look at the contents on the hard drive, which included a 12-minute video of Hunter engaged in sex and drug use. The camera roll on the device had nearly 25,000 images loaded with sexually explicit selfies and porn, but it also had snapshots from Biden's childhood and vacations. It also contained some 11,000 emails, some of which are from Biden's former job on the board of the Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, and his dealings with a now-bankrupt Chinese energy company. But most of his messages were innocuous and personal in nature. The repair guy made a copy of the hard drive, turned the laptop over to the FBI, and gave a copy of the drive to Rudy Giuliani, who in turn handed it over to the New York Post. One of the text messages on the drive is from Hunter to one of his daughters, Naomi. Quote, I love you all, but I don't receive any respect, and that's fine, I guess. Works for you, apparently. I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary, end quote. Sounds like a crime family paying off the boss, doesn't it? I want you to recall everything we've discussed in today's episode. The influence peddling for cash, the nepotism, the potential for blackmail and extortion, the mob boss, and the counterintelligence implications. Knowing all of that, George Stephanopoulos was able to get Joe Biden through an entire televised town hall on ABC the other night without asking him a single question about the allegations. At the very least, wouldn't he want to give daughter and old Joe an opportunity to deny and discredit the claims? Of course not, because George is not a journalist. He is a disgrace to that profession. Unless, of course, that profession is being a partisan hack or a Democrat Party operative embedded in the highest levels of the mainstream media. If that's the case, then I would say he's one of the best in the world at his job. Just imagine if any of what I've shared with you had been done by someone with the last name Trump. Surely no fair-minded person would argue that Joe Biden and his family should be exempt from scrutiny or should be given license simply by virtue of his candidacy for presidency or simply because of his party affiliation. Surely there are mainstream Democrats who are sickened by the double standard, the dual justice system. Surely there are fair-minded Democrats who are disgusted by the corruption of high-ranking members of their party. Surely they see the persecution of Trump and his associates for what they are. Surely they recognize the threat a Biden presidency poses to the nation, our civil liberties, our future earnings and wages, and our standard of living. Surely they understand that daughter and old Joe is simply a placeholder for Kamala Harris, whose totalitarian tendencies are only rivaled by the likes of some of the world's worst dictators. I mean, this woman's level of disdain for the Constitution literally is unrivaled in D.C. Check out episode 111, The Truth About Kamala Harris, for more on her. And finally, surely there are mainstream Democrats who have a sense that justice must be applied to everyone equally. And that, my friends, is the truth about the Biden crime family. God help us all if this man wins the election and gives us President Harris. You will be begging Trump to come back. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.